You're listening to the Burgundy Blogcast, presented by Burgundy Blog and hosted by Sports Channel 8. In this week's episode, we reluctantly discuss Redskins quarterback play. He really shouldn't be the focus right now, but like it's getting uh, among the fans. Well, you're I can, the one that texted me and said, got to talk a little about Cousins. Yeah, tonight, I mean, so we, we, we had to. We review Brent's interview last week with Washington linebacker Ryan Kerrigan. Do you ever remember the old uh, Chris Farley show skits on Saturday Night Live? It's on Twitter. Somebody sent me the gist. <laughs> <laughs> and on the rare occasion we do stumble into a good line, you know we're going to take the time to admire it. Matt Jones looked like, you know, diamond in the rough, and now he's looked a little rough for a couple games. I mean, a couple... <laughs> did you like that? Did you like that? Just put all that and more on the Burgundy Blogcast. That's why you will not survive. win over the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to start here. The, the radio voice of the Atlanta Falcons was on uh, with us today, and he said the Washington Redskins are the best-looking team in the NFC East through five games. What did you think about the Falcons game? Uh, wh- where does it sort of update what you, how you feel about the Redskins? Uh, it, it was you know, it was a fun game to watch. I, I said a couple times leading up to the game on Twitter that I, I was maybe trying to talk myself into it, but I, I described it as as what should be a stress-free viewing experience. I saw because, that. We're going to get back to that. Got, you got the Redskins, um, you know, traveling to uh, an unbeaten uh, non-division opponent uh, in a dome and just really, uh, I think, we're, we're rightful underdogs. And, you know, it's not like a critical game that you got to have so much as, as other, at least, division games are or, or home games. And they just didn't really have any business winning, and they 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 you know exceeded my expectations. I mean, they 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 controlled they controlled the game for a big part of it. They had chances to win in regulation. They had a chance to win in overtime. I was uh, overall pretty impressed. All right. Well, follow up on what you just said. Then was it stress free viewing for you? Can you actually let yourself go? Or when it gets close, or when it gets into overtime, are you still? just as frustrated with the Redskins that end up losing, or are you genuinely like, hey, it would have been great if we won, but, man, I'm pretty pretty darn happy with that, which you know, d- doesn't yeah. sound like the way you would consume sports sometimes, but I think that's an honest approach to, to some games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it was very dramatic. I was It was definitely a lot more tense at the end than I thought it would be at any point in the game, but, you know, it, it took me probably five seconds to, to get over it. I mean, I really – a lot of people were describing it as, like, gut-wrenching or painful, and I, I don't – I mean, I can see I can see that because of how, how it ended, but, like, I don't, I don't take it that way overall. It was – it just, you know, I would have taken that regulation outcome ahead of time ten times out of ten. So, uh, you know, I, I think – it wasn't stress free, but it was pleasant. I mean, it, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching. It was very entertaining, and uh, I thought I think it, it ta- told us, uh, it informed us a lot about the team. So you know, it was good. Um, on the on the the fateful pick six, the infamous pick six, if you will. Yeah. 
Did, was it totally the guy falling down? I've seen the play several times in several angles, but it looked like it may have even been a bad pass even if the guy didn't fall down. I don't know that necessarily would have been mm-hmm. pick sixth, or even if it was picked, the guy might have chased him down in a couple yards. But how, what was your take on that final play? Not to dwell too much on it, because I'm with, I'm like you. I think I think this is more of a forest than settling on the one tree that was a right. game-ending pick six, which can feel gut-wrenching and back-breaking, but I, I, I'm with you. And, and again, I'm never as invested as you, but I, I, I don't see it that way. But how did you... Yeah. How did you see that final play? Well, I mean, it's it a very interesting play, and it's worth, I mean, a couple minutes. It's like I've, I've obviously today read and listened to and watched like a million angles on it, including Gruden's and Cousins and Cooley's. And so, like, everybody kind of seems to have a different opinion. In real time, I'm watching, and I didn't – I didn't in live, live action, I didn't notice Ryan Grant falling down, and it just looked like a, a totally atrocious pass. Uh, you know, going back over it, you can see he falls on his break. To me, the pass still looks way wide. I mean, I'm not sure. There's there's d- disagreement as to whether he was trying to run a stop or a hook or an out. Or I'm not sure. To me, I'm not sure what he could have been running where he would have been in position to catch that ball. It looked way wide to me. Um, and and the, the corner seemed to like almost know it was coming. He made a great break on it. I think it was probably a bad pass and, and probably – not a great route and then you got bad luck with him falling over so it was probably kind of a team fail there the thing that i tell you now it may not go over well on it may not be for the while no way that i spell it out all right, so Cousins obviously ending the game with a pick six looks bad on a resume, but uh, where are we on the Kirk Cousins evaluation process? Uh, he he seems like he is an adequate game manager and, may, you know, not not the worst quarterback situation in the NFL, especially considering injuries. Mm-hmm. But where, where, where do you have Kirk standing right now? He seems like he, I think he's proven that, that he is, in fact, a little bit better this year than he was last year, but I think he's still kind of the same sort of character. I mean, he's like he's like the kind of guy that can keep you in most games. Uh, he's actually shown. I mean, you know, he had he had the um, uh, the the really nice uh, comeback drive uh, two games ago, and then in this game, although I thought he was fairly crappy the first three quarters, he was pretty legitimately good. Uh, on on two key drives in the fourth, so like he's capable of of you know good drives of, of long drives and of quick drives, but he's just not reliable or consistent on either, um, you know. So like I, I just I'm I'm not really any more convinced than I was that he's a potential long term solution. I think he's the kind of middling guy that that can then can keep you competitive for like one of these seasons where you're kind of rebuilding everything around him. Um, so, I mean, I can see why he clearly is able to operate the offense, um, uh, a little bit more predictably than, than, you know, Griffin was. And I, I can see why of the, of the options he's Gruden's, um, preference, but he, he hasn't really shown anything yet that says he should be the long-term guy. I don't think. Are you hearing or reading or, or seeing anywhere that uh, anybody that's saying he might be the long-term guy based well, on this play? No, I mean, there, 
there's yeah, there's enough fans out there that a few of them are are like you know totally sold for like no good reason. But I mean, I think a, a one one strong chorus is hey, he's only had X number of starts. I I've already lost track. I mean, I don't know eight or nine or something. Yeah. And like we still have quote too small a sample size. Mm. I mean, I, I think I don't know. You're right. He hasn't had a full season of starting, and he never ha- has yet had a an off season program where he went in as the starter. Really? Uh, part of me is like okay, I get that. Another part of me is like. Boohoo! You gotta you gotta do it. I mean, you know, right. not every player has perfect circumstances. So, nah, I agree. and he's twenty seven. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's twenty seven. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, Jimmy Clausen after nine games, it is a small sample size, but it's like, and and he was on a terrible team. But you're like, nah, man, you would see something. I'm right. not saying you would know whether he's great or good, but you'd see something to know whether or not the guy is a starter. And and that's what I think. This is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but to me, Kirk Cousins is a backup quarterback in the NFL. You know what I mean? He's a guy who can run an offense. He has an arm. He can can run a two-minute drill, and he's a guy you'd love to have on your team so that if, you know, your your guy goes down for two or three games or or six games, you know, he would be – you know, a, a guy I'd feel better about than Brandon Whedon, maybe even a guy I'd feel better about than Michael Vick. You, right. you know what I mean? Just, uh, but, but, uh, but also your backup quarterback is somebody that you don't really want creating any controversy or you're, you know, threatening, or you don't want the fans saying, man, what about that guy? You know, yeah. um, uh, I, I always turn it to my neck of the woods, but Derek Anderson is, is a perfect backup. He's mm-hmm. been great. He's a little bit older. He has no, He's not trying to steal anybody's job. There's no question just because, you know, where people are drafted and what their salaries are, who the backup is. But absolutely, if he comes in and has to play three games, or, or there's no reason for the Panthers to ever rush a, a starting quarterback back because you got a guy you feel good about. And that's, I think, yeah. that, that's what Kirk Cousins smells like to me. I think oh, one I'm, key thing, if you're trying to figure out if he's, if he's, a, if he's a, a starter, is like you got to see him string three good games together or at least two. And, and he's really, he, he's never done that. Um, yeah. So it's a big thing. Well, you know, one other thing on on Cousins, and I, he, he really shouldn't be the focus right now, but like, it's getting uh, among the fans. Well, I you're can, the one that texted me and said, "Got to talk a little about Cousins." Yeah, tonight, I mean, so we, we we had to because it's like it's all <laughs> any any of the fans want to talk about, but like, he's um, I, I think there's there's still a lot of like Redskins fans have been tearing each other apart, civil wars for a couple seasons over the over the quarterback situation. Um, you know, there's, there's basically like the, the team's fan base has almost been broken down into cousins fans and RG three fans. And then even this small faction of McCoy fans, which is like basically being a libertarian and the, <laughs> I was you know, say West Virginia or something. It's, it's just, I think one, one of the question, one of the questions that people are arguing is, is which is the best, like, which gives the the current 2015 Redskins the most, the best chance to win for me the answer is probably cousins but it's not by a mile and right. on top of that the, the answer to that question is like minimally important because the redskins just aren't that good a team this year they're not going deep into the playoffs the the more important question is is cousins or are any of these guys the long-term answer and, and I, I can't slam the door on him but like i think with every game it's getting more like probably not i think that's the more important question and so as you get deeper into the into the season, second half, final quarter of the season, then you start thinking about, well, who's who's the guy going to be next year? And I mean, if I I guess if I had to pick any one individual to to as week one starter of 2016 season right now, it would probably be Cousins, but if you give me the chance to take the field, I probably would. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I don't know exactly where it stands. You said that the Cousins fans versus the RG3 fans. I'm in the, you know, if I had to vote on who's going to have, from, from this day forward, who's going to win more games as a starting quarterback in the NFL, I might put my money on RG3 if that's mm-hmm. the, the way you're phrasing it to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm still in, in the camp where it needs to be somebody else in, in, right. or somewhere else, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and, and so, yeah, when you look long term, there's no reason to poison either side by playing RG3 and the Redskins again. I, and I don't, you know, again, I, I, you would know better than I would. I don't know that's what they're doing, but I it it feels like – it feels like that's what they're setting up to do, and I would also agree with that being the best move. So. I'm not going to act like I know. Somebody just asked me a few minutes ago for like an honest prediction about how it ends or what's going to happen with RG3, and the, the whole the whole situation with him being QB3 now and like running scout team, it's all so absurd at this point. I don't know how anybody could confidently project it. I don't know if he's going to play again this year. I don't know if he'll be back. I mean, literally anything could happen. Yep. Uh, talk about the other things going on in that backfield. Matt Jones looked like, you know, a diamond in the rough, and now he's looked a little rough for a couple games. I mean, a couple <laughs> – did you like that? Did you like that? Just put, nice uh, not a nice TD run I think I saw this past weekend, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, the, but the numbers haven't been there like some other superstar rookies like uh, we've seen Gurley follow right. up a, an impressive performance with another one now. What, uh, what's your take on what's happening there? Because the offensive line is still getting credit for doing pretty well. Part of that is protecting Cousins, which they've done a pretty good job of, but, but – but uh, are you seeing it more as uh, the offensive line not doing well or the running backs or what's, uh, what's happening? Well, yeah, in, I mean, you're right about that. In pass pro, they continue to look pretty good. Um, they're keeping Cousins clean. But, I mean, actually, I think I think it's fair to take take issue with, with the line's performance in the running game the past couple uh, weeks because this really um, – I actually think this is kind of the heart of the problem right now with, with the offense and, and really with the whole team is is that their whole, like, you know, their identity, if you will, at this point was supposed to be this kind of smash mouth, um, you know, wear you down, grind it out, running game. And then the first three weeks of the season, actually even up through week four, I think that they were – leading the NFL in yard rushing yards per game but it's it's really legitimately been two maybe three weeks in a row where actually the running game hasn't been very effective and I, I don't know if it's I think part to me uh it, it looks like they're not you know the, the the offensive line I think both sides they don't seem to be sustaining blocks as well as they had and getting out to the second level as well as they had but then you also got these two big kind of power style running backs who both seem like they might benefit from from getting more run and and like that the, right. the coaches are trying to share like runs. and then yeah. be in and and be political about it but um you know Morris in particular like when you don't really feed him like he he when when he's at his best it's cuz he's it's when he's getting 20 carries and it's like he's never going to get that now so he actually looks he looked pretty terrible this week um I don't know. It seems to be a combination of things. They're they're sort of force feeding the other guy now, Chris Thompson, who I like as sort of like a third down back. But he he got he's getting a lot of snaps and a couple of carries. So I mean that's that's really Cousins did not look good. But the bigger problem for the Redskins if they're going to try and make a you know crazy postseason run in this weak division is that they got to figure out how to run the ball. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you, and this would be yeah total casual observation, but I agree. There are some running backs who seem to make their money by getting two yards of carry in the first half, and then it's like four yards of carry in the third quarter, and then it's like five and a half yards per carry for right. just doing the same stuff. 
and they need those 25 carries. I don't know if it's, you know, they, they don't wear down as much or whatever it is, and that's Setting the Setting up the linebackers or something. I don't know. Yeah, or they, yeah, they learn something or they, go, they, they find some spots they like to run at. But, no, I agree that, that Morris and Jones could be both those types of back, which, which puts you at a, at a tough thing. Now, the other thing, and I'm going to pick on you a little bit. I, I heard you say this. I I watched the game knowing football, and then you know there's certain teams that you know or games where I'm watching. Maybe uh, for a play or two, I'll try and uh, observe. Hey, I've heard this guy's an all-star lineman. I'll watch him block or something, mm-hmm. you know. Or sometimes they'll do a good job on a replay of like, oh, look at this, or you know, showing a great move that may not even be a pancake block, but it's a guy making a nice slide over, and I'll be like, wow, I can see that athleticism. But when you say didn't you know guys getting off blocks or getting down feet, <laughs> like now, I, again, I'm, I'm picking on you a little bit, but I, I respect you. Like, do you watch that when you're watching the game? Are well, you? Looking- I watch the game back. So you watch every game twice? I tried to. Man, that is – I couldn't do that. I can't I, – I I'm can not barely... – oh, I'm, listen, I'm not – yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's, it's Sometimes it comes off like, oh, yeah, like like you really saw all five linemen and exactly what they're excited about. No, I, I respect point. it. I'm not calling yeah. you out as, as lying about it. I'm more – like I'll, I'll, I prefer to call you out for being a nerd for, for watching it that closely. <laughs> That's fair. That would for, definitely be fair. Because I, I wouldn't call you out for, for – for, for, Claiming that you saw that when you didn't really, you just know it's a cool term. I do not know you to be somebody who would do that. So, <laughs> well, um, there's, I mean, there's, there's, you know, sometime like we'll do a pod segment and I'll run through like the best Twitter follows because there's two or three dudes out there that know X's and O's so much better than me and they watch every game multiple times on all 22. I usually go uh, just with the with the live broadcast on like DVR, and I'll just I won't even watch every single play. But like if somebody busts a big run, I'll try and figure out how he got sprung. Or yeah. if like if a guy's just getting dropped for losses, I'll try and figure out you know who's getting worked. Um, so yeah, I mean you can you can get a sense. I'm definitely not some offensive line guru, but I think there's definitely a general sense that that, that they were kind of like you know bullying people. The first couple of games, and something's a little bit different lately. I'm not sure. I turn my camera on. I cut my fingers on the way. On the way. The way I'm slipping away. I turn my feelings on. You made me untouchable for life. Let's review the the Ryan Kerrigan interview. Mm-hmm, First yeah. of all, I just got to ask, like as a as a fan. Now, part of what you've done in blogging is it's been cool I, that you've gotten to interact with players, and I'm sure at some point you've maybe even talked to them or people associated with the team. But as I I think that's the first time you have you know interviewed live talking to the person, not via email, a Washington Redskins player, correct? That's correct. Um, I, I know we've only been doing this podcast for a while, but I didn't know if you had some other means or if you just would make a special reason to interview one. So, so a couple get, occasions I've had like you know mutual acquaintance or whatever, but um, yeah, it's the first time I've done anything formal other than by like email. So give it to me straight. You don't have to try and sound cool. I thought I thought you did a, a pretty good job. What, uh, what what like what were your feelings? Was oh, it, what, first of all, first of all, let's go let's let's go back to what you really said off. Off camera, off mic. What's that? Uh, when you when you told me your first impression was that uh, you needed a producer. <laughs> well, you know, and you saw me edit it up a little bit, um, but you know, yeah, we may, we might we might write a little intro, you know. Um, and my my favorite part is 
I didn't, you know, and obviously, look, you're you're brilliant in the your chosen field. So nobody can knock you that you're like creeping up on doing better at my chosen field than I am. And I'm actually, it, it, and it's what you do is like your side gig, right? So I got to find a way to knock you down a little bit. But my favorite part, and overall, it really was good. You asked some good questions. Some of the questions were kind of funny in a way. Like I'm like, man, I wouldn't ask that because I'd be afraid he kind of be ticked at me. But you had the sort of like, <laughs> this isn't my thing, yeah. like going for me. You know what I mean? That I think worked. Yeah. Like talking about injuries and stuff, you gotta be careful, like tiptoeing around that stuff. And you're like, you're like, hey man, your knee's slowing you down out there. <laughs> he was, he was pretty good. I mean, um, yeah, he I didn't. Was, he wasn't gonna I give was you. Totally nervous. I mean, we were talking about this, you know, yeah. separately. I mean, he's he's seven or eight years younger than me. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty sad. Uh, <laughs> I forget about that part too. See, you 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 feel your age because you've got kids. I still look at like twenty five year old players, and I'm like, man, when I'm that guy's age, I, I hope I'm doing this something <laughs> yeah. as cool as he is. You know, he was great. I mean, he was he was very patient. Uh, the interview went twice as long easily as I told him it would. Yeah, and, and he continued to give good answers at the end. He was, I, I mean, he, you know, he, he's he's politically correct. He he um he was careful, and he he, he used some cliches, but. Uh, great guy. Very grateful for the opportunity. I thought it was super fun. I mean, that's why it's, that's why it ran long. I just I lost track of time because I was really enjoying it, and and he was you know he was being pretty honest. I think. So. Nah, he was very cool. My favorite, and this is the last I'm going to bust on you about it. But my favorite word, did, and and this is going to sound bad. You're gonna, you're going to take this worse than than that I mean it to sound. So now I'm, I'm actually going to feel kind of bad about this. But do you? <laughs> <laughs> you can handle it. Do you ever remember the old uh, Chris Farley show skits on Saturday Night Live? Somebody sent this on Twitter. Somebody sent me the gist. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't like you were not like Chris Farley bat. It was the way you would follow up his answers. You'd be like, right on. Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> you know? It just so that like it made me like, I almost like cut some of them out, but then I was like, nah, dude, I'm leaving them I, in there. I knew I could feel myself doing it. That, you know, th- that was happening in in dead space when he was kind of like refusing to to elaborate. Right. No. No. It's it, no. It's, it's tricky. And, and here, here's the thing. Like again, I'll tell you from the business. Also, is well, I've gotten off the air with 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 my host, who's you know done this many times. We've interviewed everybody from the president to NFL players to to you know you name it. We've interviewed them, and and we'll we'll, we'll be like, man, that guy was kind of he wasn't giving us anything, or that was kind of odd, or or there was a such a bad delay in the cell phone that it really made it awkward. So there, right. you know, stuff like that happens, and there was a little bit of that going on. I also I don't even know if you noticed, I cut out space in basically every question and answer. Because there's like a two second delay, and not uh-huh. only does that make it less fun to listen to, which why I took them out, but then it makes it even like the communication doesn't flow as well because right. you're always sort of wondering, is that a pause or is that the natural two seconds that it takes for me to realize he's done? You know, mm-hmm. and it, and it goes both ways. He's having that with you, so it's it's you know it's there's a lot of moving. Everybody who was it sports radio, sports TV, podcasting, everybody thinks. That it's easier than it is, and then anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. So by by that standard, you absolutely did a good job. And of course, who cares how your interview sounded? How many people can be like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get Ryan <laughs> Kerrigan um, for my little broadcast," and Ryan Kerrigan does it. So it was a lot of fun. I got I got a couple other guys. I'm hoping to get. I was I was just about to I was see I was just about to tease it with us. My sources tell me 
that other players could be on the way. So We'll see what happens. We'll figure it out. Um, I'll work on maybe Jameson Crowder or something. Of course, see, if I get somebody for the blog, the, the podcast, then I, then I got to get somebody for the for my radio show and then turn around and be like, hey, uh, that, was good. that was really good. You want to do something on the side, too? <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Falcons is starting to tick me off a little bit more for a couple reasons. One, you really could have done my Panthers a favor by giving the Falcons a loss they weren't expecting because it looks like we're going to come down to a division race with them. And then two, next two games for the Redskins are Jets and Bucks, which would have had them three and two going into two winnable games and certainly two, you know, splittable games. And then you got the Patriots. You know, I, I won't look too far down the road after that. But if right. you could have stolen the Falcons, yeah. Jets and Buccaneers look like winnable games, no? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm, I don't think the Jets. I'm not sure Bucks that the Redskins sure. would or should Going, be favored at, at yeah. the Jets, but winnable game. It's not right. the Patriots. I think at 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 the Jets will be pretty tough. I mean, Bucks is definitely winnable. They could they could surprise in New York for sure. But yeah, you're gonna look back if they. If they split those and it's looking like if it's still looking like a legitimate season, you know, when the bye gets here, then you're definitely going to want to have had that that game. Yeah, man, that one, that, that one stinks. Look, uh, somebody won a season last year at seven eight one, so don't yep. uh, don't be fretting too hard about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, I wanted to ask you a question. All right, let, let's move on to talk about uh, feedback on the podcast. We talked some about the Ryan Kerrigan thing, but <laughs> okay. Um, and and I've got one specific, but uh, have you gotten any questions, comments, suggest? We need to throw out like mailbag. Hit us up with questions. That's always an, an easy way for for cheap content is to answer people's uh-huh. mailbag questions. Yeah, we could do that this week. I mean, uh, I've been I've been like tweeting out the uh, every 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 day or two. I check the uh, I check my iTunes reviews. We've got a lot of really good ones that I've tweeted out. Uh, well, not a lot. We've gotten four. <laughs> right, and and how many of those are your friends? Don't lie. One. <laughs> <laughs> what what one's your friend? That's not bad. Yeah, no, yeah. Look, there's three total randos on here. Really digging it. it one it of them is a, named Harry Nips. <laughs> I respect that. I take that as an honor. Yes, Harry Nips. This one goes out to you. Now, the other thing I got to ask about you because I'll get like I'll you know sometimes Brent will tag me with like you know for, with on Twitter with some good feedback, but sometimes you'll text me with like and. The text will, to me, it'll convey the message of like, man, the streets are talking. Everybody's hitting me up, like 60 people of all, you know. And then I'll get on Twitter and see it. I'm like, was it just one dude? You know, like you'll be like, man, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not getting a lot of, you know, some people want to change out the music. And I'm like, was it just one dude that said that? So we did try out some new music last week. Oh, that went over, man. Everybody loved the new tunes. Well, I did. I went, you know, I, I'm going to have some fun with the tunes. There's, there's going to be plenty of tunes they won't like. So I started with what I thought would be some crowd pleasers. I like a good DJ. I know how to work the room. But uh, but I feel bad. My man made a pretty slick theme for your your pod. And that, that was even before you had a podcast, wasn't it? it Didn't was, you just sort of make a couple you a years song? ago the guy made that. Just, just to have it. I mean, is it the same dude that made you like a, an animation of yourself? 
<laughs> you have like a whole a like, guy. Ar- army of nerds that follow you and just do stuff for you. You're like the nerd king. The people just constantly offering up their special talents on my behalf. It's very and flattering. So did, I feel bad he's going to listen to this. And I'm not like, I'm more just curious. So, like, guy hits you up and he's like, hey, can I make you a theme song? That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> do, do like old ladies crochet you pillows and stuff? <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm no, But you've I, seen that cartoon avatar. That's pretty sweet. Uh, it, it is, but again, it's a little creepy that somebody would just hit you up and be like, hey, I, I want to turn you into a cartoon. Can I do that? Will you send me a picture, like three quarters? Will you look good? He did ask for a picture, too. And I <laughs> Dude, I think he got a job. I think this guy just has an app that he scans and it turns in things into oh, you know it. animation, and stop. he just collects pictures of uh, of pod, uh, of bloggers that he it was worth not, it not feel bad i'm gonna ruin your audience here um all right shoot i lost the thing i was looking for all right i've got a review here from a mutual friend of ours Paige fagan right i haven't you're heard gonna, this yet i'm looking forward to this you're gonna like this you're not on facebook which is interesting i see you try and keep a private lifestyle for a man with fifteen thousand twitter followers for your blog you keep a relatively low profile but uh, so listen to this. Had some driving to do today, so I listened to the first six episodes of the Burgundy broadcast. <laughs> like she, 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 it was like serial. Oh uh, that was god, the best that comment. sounds terrible. Who was the person that said is like serial only like Brent's in, not in jail? That was the best comment. That's Whatever. My guy Mike was. Honcho. No, that was fantastic. I can't. We, we, you should be reading that one out loud on the air because that's a great one. All right, but she says, so she listened to all six episodes of the amazing new weekly Redskins podcast created and hosted by my buddies Hayes and Brent. Of course, you're not tagged on Facebook because you're not there. Being a Skins fan isn't always fun, but hearing Hayes and Brent's commentary always is. Check it out, folks, and fight for old DC, right? Nice. So then she goes on to, you think that it's just like, oh, that's just a friend being nice because she like listened to us. But like, that's a little bit more nice if you're going to go six straight podcasts, right? Like, that's pretty big time. That, that's, that's for eschewing tunes on a road trip to listen to right. us. That's right. But then doubling down and proving she's not just a friend, she's also a true fan. She comments with this. Our 91 Super Bowl win is one of my best childhood memories. When the game ended, my dad rushed me into Georgetown to celebrate. Clearly the place for an eight-year-old to be at midnight on a school night. And it felt like the craziest, happiest place on earth. I don't know when I'll get around to having kids or when the Skins will get around to getting back into Super Bowl shape. But I'll never give up on having a Redskins moment like that with my kids someday. Pretty sick, huh? Wow. Respect. Um, okay, so that sort of brings up the final topic that I want to close with. You're not quite this level, and neither is Paige, because I know you've got some, you know, affinity to the the college teams where, that that you you know you support the college teams where you went to school, mm-hmm. and you may, you know, I'm sure there's some other big you know sports events that you'll watch, uh, you know, depending on your schedule or just depending on whether it's a World Series or a sport or whatever you like. But you are almost one of those fans, and I, and I love this about sports, who is not even really a sports fan. You're just a Washington Redskins fan. And I think I would describe Paige in that way. In our neck of the woods, it's you know North Carolina basketball. There's people who are like that. They are not sports fans, but right. they are UNC basketball fanatics. Not yeah. just, well, if I watch a game, it'll probably be a UNC game. It's no. Clear every schedule. Don't make plans. You know, buy a TV pack. Buy, you know, pay for ESPN all winter just to watch the 13 games that I want to. Little old lady type fans. A, I think you know th- there are sports entities that have that. 
could you ever guess at what a percentage of, of that is like for Redskins fans? Whether you know, there, sure, there's plenty of people who love sports, and then the Redskins are their favorite team. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people who like don't really watch sports, but are Redskins fanatics. And I think yeah. the Redskins have a higher percentage than a lot of things. Again, they're like right. you know, like Notre Dame football. There's some institutions. Do you have any guess on the percentage on that, or, or any just thoughts on that phenomenon? Yeah, the number. I mean, the number would be hard, but. I mean, you're right. There's, there's definitely some. I know there's some because I think you've described me well. I'm one. I mean, I have appreciation for a lot of sports, and among the major pro sports, like I enjoy watching playoffs. But like, um, I'm yeah, I'm pretty much a one, a one team guy. There, there are some, but I know like you're just following the other Redskins media types on Twitter. That, that uh, I mean, a lot of Redskins fans still are really into the Caps and the Nats and the, right. to some degree the Wizards. Right. Um, I, I don't – I follow them only kind of like peripherally based on whichever tweets slip into my timeline. But um, there, there's a pretty strong uh, um, uh, like sentiment for D.C. sports in general. There's definitely a lot of diehard – all four sports, DC sports fans, um, because there's there's just kind of DC is one of those sports cities where there's like this shared empathy for all the pain, um, <laughs> and and I, so I, I have a lot I have a lot of respect for that, even though I don't I don't really get into those two those other teams too deeply, but you know they, there's there's cool like it, I, like, I like hearing about Bryce Harper. He's a he's a pretty cool character. Yeah. Um, John Wall and Ovi. Uh, you yeah, know, they got are, some stars. Yeah, they they got they're not they're not uh, hurting for star power, but they're hurting for championships. Yeah, I think Wall and Beal are going to do something. I don't know if it's going to be championship. They need the they need some more pieces. We could I, I'll go Wizards block, uh, podcast on you anytime. But mm-hmm. all right, then my other question related to that is: Do you have a favorite childhood Redskins moment? I think I've read somewhere where you talk about. Not understanding, you know, why your dad were or it was so obsessed with the Redskins, and then sort of yeah. finally getting it. Was there a moment that it clicked, or do you have a favorite childhood moment like the one? Yeah, man, my, there's definitely one singular moment, and it was, it's it's a very popular and, and famous one among Redskins fans. Is the seat cushion game, and it was a uh, it was a home playoff game at RFK in the. Um, I actually saw you tweeting about this, but yeah. Yeah, it was it was actually in the in in the that that year that that Paige was talking about the 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 '91 uh, Super Bowl team on their way to the um, through the playoffs that year that they, they there was an awesome game against the Falcons at at FedEx where after they the the clinching short touchdown run by Gerald Riggs at the end it, it had been like giveaway seat cushion day and everybody right. chucked him on the field it was it was unbelievable. I love uh, I love the things like the giveaway days that have gone wrong or like. Yeah, we didn't think about the fact that these things look awesome. We should not have given out flamethrowers today. Uh, That's always always a good moment in sports marketing. Uh, (laughs) It it is something cool, you know, like I said, those sports institutions that have, um, you know, again, where... I, I watch more sports than you. Sports is almost my background TV yeah. for, for anything, but I don't invest deeply in any one sports thing the way that you do right. for the Redskins. So it's, it's a cool phenomenon.